All right, JV, what's going on, man? Oh yeah, morning. Uh, yeah. Normal Monday stuff. Uh, not being able to bluda, talk. Bluda. I mean, I know the feeling, bro. You know, it's been every a long week. day. Why don't we redo a podcast and we can't talk? <laughs> what sense does that even make? <laughs> Whose dumb idea was yeah, this? I don't know. I don't know. It was one of us. <laughs> <laughs> 50-50 credit on that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it is Monday, and yes, uh, is. I think this is the first time on the pod ever. We're both rocking polos, man. What's oh, going yeah. on here, dude? Little little business work. Got my, my Callaway on, homie. That is my very Callaway. nice, bro. Yeah, I got my little Panthers going on here. Hundred dollar shirt. Paid like twenty bucks for it at Marshalls, though. Yes. I don't want to spend that much money on clothes. Love me some damn Marshalls. <laughs> Love me some damn Marshalls. People are like, "Yo, man, you got to get that um new. We're gonna go to the Panthers game, man. You got to get that Nike's Panthers polo, man. It's the official team gear." Yeah. I'm like, I'll go with this off-brand company with this. Yeah, yeah. That, you know what I mean? That looks I like the same logo. I just, got. just upside it's down. Just, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I'd rather go with that, and you know, just have the Panthers logo and be cool. Yeah. You know, sorry, I don't have the Nike check, guys. Oh, man. They didn't let me in the game. <laughs> they didn't have an official didn't NFL shirt. Have the official, man. <laughs> official. But I'm glad things are going well, man. Yeah, how about you? How's your Monday going so far? Oh, it's a, it's a Monday to not remember. Okay. Yeah, just uh, work, kicking my booty. Yeah. Um, But not bad, man. I'm I'm alive. I'm here. Um. And just really excited, man. We have a uh, we have a good pod in store for the for the crew, man. Oh yeah. So uh, with that being said, jump to some movie news, brother. Movie news. All yeah, right, man, let's All get right. it. All right, let's go. I forgot where the button. We got new the button, guys. That's the wrong button. That was the wrong button. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we're trying new stuff here, guys. <laughs> we got some movie news <laughs> for you. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. That right. fade right there? Yeah, that was good. Fire. All right. All right, man. So um, according to Insider, uh, Tom Cruise is reportedly out for blood about Mission Impossible 7 getting bumped from IMAX theaters by Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan's new movie about the guy who made the atomic bomb. Gotcha. Bro, I sent you this article yesterday. Thoughts? Was it yesterday or like this morning? Sure. <laughs> less than, it was uh, less than a week ago. We'll put it like that. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it, the man wants to, to get everything out of his movies. So, of course, he's going to be upset when his plans are, you know, not quite going the way he wants them to. But, like, according to this and other sources that he is jockeying, lobbying going to um like regal um cinema like all these play all these theaters and these executives yeah. and being like yo uh mi7 needs to get first run over oppenheimer now i'll put it like this these are two big movies of the summer right oppenheimer any christopher nolan movie that comes out is going to be just like let's go everybody's going to flock to the theaters for it um, and obviously, uh, Tom Cruise in his Mission Impossible movies, that's his bread and butter, and that's what he enjoys doing. He puts his heart and soul in it. I mean, the first day of filming for MI7, my man took a bike over a cliff. <laughs> he comes prepared. That's pretty, I mean, you know. He comes prepared. He so, like, so I, I, I feel him in regards to 
you know, he wants this to be the biggest uh, movie. You know, he wants this bigger than Top Gun Maverick. You know what I yeah, mean? yeah. Well, this is this is another. Well, it's another one of his babies, isn't it? Yeah, I was about to say this is his baby, but Maverick was as well. Yeah. Um, or Top Gun. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily like I, I don't know the the morale of Hollywood, right? Is this okay to do? Is it, you know, hey, step aside kind of thing? I don't know, but it's Tom Cruise, so he's probably going to get it figured out. <laughs> he's probably going to get his way. It's Tom Cruise. He knows what the hell he wants to do. Right? He made, like, the biggest movie last year uh, in the box office, uh, so he's probably going to get his way. Uh, but it's also Christopher Nolan, man. Yeah. I mean, this is so it come come to find out that uh, Oppenheimer is going to be his first rated R movie since ins, not ins, Insomnia, yes, with Al Pacino, mm-hmm. Robert De Niro, um, not Robert De Niro, Al Pacino and Robin Williams, excuse me, um, gotcha. different R, uh, yeah, yeah, his first R. rated R movie. So we're kind of excited of like the flavor that he kind of brings to this rated R m- m- movie here, right? Um, it's going to be huge, man. Uh, I. I I was a betting man, which I am not since I was in Vegas last March and lost a lot of money. You, you grew. You grew a little bit, right? I, you know, me. You know, a little, grew. A little. Yeah. Never taking my money personal, again. Personal growth. Don't put it all on black, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes in, okay? Yeah. Just well, get, get something to go home. <laughs> I guess. This is a quick trip. Get some money wired to me so I get to the house. Get back home. Hey, Javi, can I get a money gram from you, brother? (laughs) Um, But if I was a betting man, um, because it's a rated R movie, Oppenheimer, um, yes, Mission Impossible is probably going to do better numbers as far as like box office, total box office. Yeah, because everybody's ready. Yes, everybody's ready. It's also PG-13, so more people can go see it. Yeah. Um, Oppenheimer is obviously going to be the more critically acclaimed movie because right. it's not a you know spy action film. It's actually like grounded in reality because it really did happen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you know, as far as just like the IMAX theaters itself, I do appreciate that one. Christopher Nolan is still old school. Uses film stock like. Tarantino, yeah. uh, Scorsese and stuff, and wants to, um, you know, uphold that look and feel. And I do appreciate Tom Cruise as well of uh, doing that with his films. Right. Um, that's a beautiful thing, you know, keep cinema alive. And one way you do it is use the old school methods. Uh, but, <clears throat> yeah, Tom Cruise is going to, Tom Cruise movie is going to make more money naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but Oppenheimer is going to be a better movie overall plus yeah, yeah. plus we're gonna get it a dead reckoning part two so you know part one is like a little taste you know what i mean uh, just, a, just a little taste you know we get the dead reckoning part two it's gonna be like oh my god this is the flaming yawn right that, here that seems to be a uh thing going on with the movies that have come out in the last few weeks yeah it's like a continuation it's going, it all started part with two. damn dune <laughs> remember, really remember when we were in dune yeah. and it'll be like it just says like we went into the movie and it's supposed to be dune right yeah. but it's like dune part one uh, what the f- <laughs> <laughs> I'm get a full <laughs> movie here but it was 
Part one was long. Part one was very long so, and very awesome. And had Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Like this movie. And then we had uh, Fast X. That ended on oh, the cliffhanger. God. I, you know what? I tried to forget that. Thank you, Bobby. It ended okay. on the cliffhanger. You know, Gosh. Dom was about to Aquaman that <laughs> that uh, dam that was busting. He actually uh, was going to get in his DeLorean, yeah. what he was going to do, okay? <laughs> and go back in time and apologize to uh, yeah. Dante and be like, I didn't mean to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why he's rocking his group voice back in, in in the past? I don't I don't know yeah. I don't know, but that's what he's doing there. Well, it wouldn't be a Delorean; it'd have to be a charger, time charger, time machine. Okay, he, charger, he's not gonna drive a Delorean. He's Come not on. gonna drive a Delorean. You're right about that. Not his style. <laughs> but and then, uh, um, I was kind of like uh, this movie, the Spider Verse one. Yeah, like kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah, and you know what I. When this was first told to us, you know, we were getting Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. We'll go, obviously, it's our movie of the week, so we'll talk about it a lot more. And then they were like, actually, we're going to split it up in two movies. We're going to get Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, part one and part two. And we'll talk about, actually, what's happening moving forward, which is really cool. I like how they changed it up on us again. Overall, Tom Cruise, I love your fight, and I love that you're pissed off about it, but... Uh, there's just something that Christopher Nolan just kind of wields as far as that momentum yeah. when it comes to, especially with IMAX. He's been using IMAX for almost a decade now. Mm-hmm. So he just has that power, guys. Well, we'll see. What are your thoughts about uh, Tom Cruise flipping out again, guys? <laughs> <laughs> something. <laughs> oh, we'll throw no. this on our socials, guys. Not this again. is uh, brought to us from Business Insider. <laughs> Hocus Pocus 3 is in the works. Mm. Uh, the news comes at the heels of the sequel's success on Disney Plus last year. <sighs> we briefly mm. talked about this movie, didn't we? We didn't review it. Um, no. Well, I think we briefly talked about it. I know we it. talked, definitely talked about it in some... Like we were fashion. Okay, so leading up to it, we were actually pretty hype. Yeah. Because <laughs> the first one was, was just so iconic. Well, and, the, and the trailer was pretty good. Yeah. You know, it was a good trailer. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not excited about a third one. Mm-mm. The The second one, you know, as we talked about, wasn't, had its funny moments, but it wasn't like a, it was what you expected to be as a movie of this time, I guess. Yeah. Um, when the first one was like, just, you know, did whatever they wanted to do pretty much. The nineties were a wild time. Yeah, yeah, guys, very okay? <laughs> We grew up in, in a wild uh, time. Yeah, so number three, I'm not not too you know, excited about it. When it rolls around, I may watch it, but unless, like, I think I remember s- saying, and I don't want to go back to, uh, you know, back to the past to see what you know past Clyde said, but right. if they did a third one and it was the when they were the girls, oh yeah, we talked about a prequel, like a prequel, yeah. Now that would be dope, but we have Bet, Sarah, and and Kathy all signed on for the third one. So, you know, I recommend them go back and forth at least. You know, do do a Christopher Nolan type thing where you're going back and forth yeah. in time. Yeah, because I mean, they could come in at any future time. It doesn't have to be connected to anything. Yeah, it could be just a random time as they were growing up. Yeah, but I um, I don't know if I told you this at the time and. I like fell asleep on the second one like 
couple times. And that I makes got, sense. And then, like I, I woke up and they were all like, "Oh, we're we're sisters. Let's poof vanish and we're we're cool again." Yeah. It was just like, why am I watching this? Yeah, it was not a good. So time. I caught some Z's. But good time to do it. Good nap at a good part in the movie. And you, especially like you didn't miss a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, team. Are you excited for another Hocus Pocus movie? Uh, we're going to throw this on our socials. Let us know your thoughts. Um, do you think it should focus on the older, the, the adult sisters or the uh, young girls that were that played them from the past, the beginning of the second one? So, yeah, let us know your thoughts. All right. Welcome to this episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we're discussing trailers for God is a Bullet. Back on the trip in our movie of the week. That's right. You guessed it. I'm Spider-Man. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Let's go. team so we got some trailers here for you uh we got a little uh god is a bullet uh i don't really know what this movie's about but it's from the guy from um uh nick cassavetes who did you ready for this what's that the notebook doesn't excite me let's go (laughs) but then we got back on the strip which has uh wesley snipes kevin hart and uh tiffany haddish so a little strip club uh Comedy. So, guys, uh, we have a link tree. Yes, Just see it in the show notes. Yes, I'm trying to get better at this for Javi, so he doesn't. So he doesn't beat me after the pod. <laughs> um, <laughs> but guys, all the information is on there. Check it out on our YouTube. You get full trailer reactions, and you see how awesome we are. Uh, <clears throat> uh, well, we have that was something. We have God as a bullet. Um. According to IMDb, when Vice Detective Bob Hightower, and that's a name right there, finds his ex-wife murdered and daughter kidnapped by a satanic uh, satanic cult. Bob is frustrated by bumbling botched official investigation. Bob quits the police force, gets tattoos, and infiltrates the cult to hunt down the charismatic cult leader, Cyrus. Hmm. With help of the cult's only female victim escapee, the brilliantly damaged Case Harden, Bob is led down a rabbit hole to save his daughter and Case seizes the opportunity to claim back her power from the cult that took so much away from her. We only get these long synopses when it's based on a book. <clears throat> yeah, I was about to say that was one of the longest ones we read. Yeah. Um wow. Um Yeah, it's uh I guess it's like um Kind of, it says based on a book. So is it based on a true story? Uh, I think it's uh, fiction. So gotcha, no. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know what to say about this one. This uh, is like pretty intense, though. It looks very intense, and like I, I, I will say, like it's difficult for me to stomach movies like this, right? Right. Um, because obviously there is evil like this out in the world. In oh real yeah, life. Oh yeah. Um. I just don't 
have the stomach for it, <laughs> right? All right. To kind of to kind of see all of this, um, it's scary. It literally is. Um, but this guy goes down that rabbit hole to obviously save his daughter, and yeah. it looks like Taken. It looks um like the movie Ransom. Um, it's it it looks like it pays a lot of homages to a lot of things that we've seen in the past. Um, Death Wish is another one as well. They said that yeah. in the trailer. Um, but I will probably skip this one in the theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this this to me like reminds me of like the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. In regards to like, I only seen that movie one time, and mm. I can't watch it again. Okay. Um, this is kind of gives me that vibe too, where like, just if I do go to see it, I'm just gonna walk out like distraught and yeah, yeah. I don't go to the movies for that. Right, right. You go for for a good time, and this is more of a you want to be able just to stop watching it if you want to stop watching it. Yeah. Like you didn't pay for it, so you're just gonna be. Jalen, if it's too much, move on to something else. Yep. Yep. Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. <laughs> That's the next one on the <laughs> It's the next one on, on yeah, yeah. in the queue, bro. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I don't know how they got side by side, but yeah. you, know, no, you know. Uh anything by Paul Rudd, really. Oh yeah. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That that works better. Uh guys, so we have uh God is a bullet. We'll throw this on our socials. Um, I'll tell you this. I'm not excited. It looks good. Yeah, I'm not excited about it uh, my myself, and will not see this in theaters, and will only probably see this if <clears throat> I'm not gonna watch this movie at all, guys. I don't I don't know where I was going with that. This is not gonna be something I'm gonna not watch. Gonna, gonna pretend like that's gonna happen. <laughs> this is not gonna gotcha. happen, guys. Uh, let us know your thoughts about God as a Bullet. Are you excited about this? Have you read the book? Uh, talk to us, team. All right, team. So uh, back on the strip. Uh, according to IMDb, after losing the women of his dreams, Merlin moves to Las Vegas to pursue, to pursue work as a magician, only to get hired as the front man in a revival of notorious black male stri- <laughs> <laughs> That whole sentence was wild. A uh, notorious black male stripper crew, the Chocolate Chips, led by Luther, now broken, broken. The old domesticated out-of-shape chips put aside former conflicts and reunite to save the hotel they used to perform in while helping Merlin win back his girl. Oh boy. JV. I know you're a big fan of the Magic Mike series. Yeah, it's my, my um, favorite. Um you you love uh shrimp teas. Um <laughs> uh you, you love dirty dancing. Yeah. And uh obviously all the step up movies. Yeah, if obviously. It's, if it's if it's dancing in a movie, you're the first one in the theater. Yeah, those I, are I all know, top tens. <laughs> What are your thoughts, brother? Talk to me. Um, I think this is going to be, obviously, it's not going to be like a serious, kind of like the the Magic Mike movies were, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so you have seen those. Is, mm, okay, I was just messing. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, gotta, I, stay, I stay open. <laughs> Keep an open mind there around we go. here. There we Keep go. Keep an open mind around here. Here we go. Channing Tatum was <laughs> chest all out, whatever. Uh. I mean, this is just going to be hilarious. Yeah. I mean, there's no getting around it. I mean, the, the people you have in here, the the, the cast, um, it's a long list of comedians here. 
Love it. Um, this cast list. Um, I mean, but this trailer start to finish is funny. And we're jumping in and out of the, in and out of a bunch of scenes here, so I can only imagine what's in between. Yeah. Um, the right here we're seeing a lot of dancing, a lot of stage stuff, but I think the the real good stuff is gonna be these guys just talking. And uh just uh you know, just giving each other the business, right? They're gonna yeah. make fun of each other, they're gonna be making fun of everybody else. And I mean, there's no way it's not gonna be hilarious. You gotta think about it, man. We have uh, somehow, Kev, we didn't even see Kevin Hart, but Kevin Hart yeah, is in this movie. Yeah, I didn't see him. Wesley Snipes, Tiffany Haddish, J.B. Smooth, the Spencer Moore uh, II, um, Faison Love, uh, Bill Bellamy, Gary Owen, Zen, Dr. X, the, the chocolate chips, and you, you got Gary Owen. And Gary Owen is that one white dude yeah. who's always going to be in a black movie. He's always going to be in a black movie, man. <laughs> he is that guy. Um, that's why he wears the mask, right? That's exactly why he wears the mask. But like, he was in <laughs> Ride Along, Think Like a Man, yeah. Daddy Daycare, Meet the Blacks. Like, what are you, what, what are you, what are you doing, bro? He's, You're in a movie called Meet the Blacks. <laughs> uh, no, nah, man. So, so just good. a lot of gifted comedians and actors. Oh, yeah. Uh, this looks like a good time, man. This is one of those, hey, we're in Vegas. We're not in, like, the glitz and the glamour of Vegas, right? We're yeah, maybe yeah. on the uh, backside of a struggling hotel, but <laughs> seeing these guys come together again, man, is, is going to be really dope. Is that where they're at? Is that the good ones? Not the good ones, not bro. the good ones? Okay. I don't know if that no was super gloss, okay? No super gloss. That was an <laughs> underground tip. Go to the back of the hotel. I got you. Yeah, man. <laughs> Slip the guy a 40. Yeah. Get you right in there, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> Trying to go see oh, the chocolate chips. Yeah, yeah. Come, come down this alley. Yeah. Come down this alley right here. All right, team. We're going to throw this on our socials. We have <laughs> Back on the Shrip. You yeah. excited for this? Um, Another good comedy, uh, black comedy starring Gary Owen, guys. What do you, what do you <laughs> think? <laughs> Obviously, as our lead. Yeah. <laughs> all right brother you ready to jump into this week's movie yeah man, let's go all right actually Uh-oh. before we do that all right yeah guess what i watched last night uh so- man quantum mania i did not okay uh i was going to actually but i did not i did watch <clears throat> violent night Nice. Bro, it's on Amazon Prime right <laughs> yeah, now. Yep. And I was, I was, it was corny, okay? Oh, well, yeah, oh, yeah, very yeah, much It so. was very corny, but, like, I thought this entire time that he was, like, this badass, indestructible type, um, like, I thought he was, like, he's magical, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought he was like indestructible. He's just like, you know, maybe gets beat up a little bit. No, he's yeah. just a regular ass man with, you know, Christmas powers. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas magic, yeah. Christmas magic that he doesn't even understand. He's like, a, like a Celtic warrior or something like that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Which is Christmas magic. Um, With some Christmas magic. So he kind of changes his stars. <laughs> Night's Tale. There we go. Boom. Always you know. change your stars. Um, But it was fun, though, man. Yeah, it, it was. was really fun. Like, it. Reminded me of Die Hard. Mm, gave me that exactly like exactly what it was. Gave me that like Die Hard 
at Christmas time. Yeah. Which like Die Hard happens at Christmas time. Right. Uh, it, it was dope, man. I really enjoyed it. Uh, that's one. I'm with you now where that's like a, you got to watch it. You got to watch it every Christmas moving forward, man. I thought it was really, <laughs> really dope there. Or watch it in, you know, June. That's cool too. I mean, I did. Yeah. I'll probably June watch it again before, before June again, before June ends. So we'll go there. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Yeah, it was a good time. I'm glad you enjoyed it. All right, brother. So let's jump into our movie of the week. Like I said, right. uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh boy. All right, team. So... This movie dropped this past Friday. And this movie has some different directors than last time. It's got uh, uh, Joaquin Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson. It's written by the great Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and David Callahan. This had a 100 mil budget, and so far has grossed 208.6 mil. Let's go. Uh, I am not going to list every single Spider-Man that was in this movie. No, I need them um, all, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just You get about six people here. All right. We have Shmeek Moore as Miles Morales, Haley Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy, Brian Henry as Jefferson Morales, Luna Velez as Rio Morales. Let's go. Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker. Uh, Jason Schwartzman as The Spot. Daniel Kaluva as Hobie, Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara, and about 8,000 other Spider-Men uh, through this deal here. It's a good time. Very good time, brother. Very good time. All right, man. So uh, this is the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Go ahead and give us that, that quick synopsis, brother. Miles Morales discovers that he is the anomaly in the Spider-Verse. Since the spider that bit him was from another dimension. All the Spider-Men are accepted that a canon event, which seems to be a father figure dying, um, has to happen in order for their dimension to stay intact. Miles doesn't accept this, and this starts the pursuit of all the other Spider-Men from the HQ to try to stop him from saving his father. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you are correct, sire. So it was an E. Don't forget. All right. All right, man. So we have here, uh, <clears throat> I like how this movie opened up, man. Right? Because we opened yeah. up with the first movie. And there's going to be a lot of parallels of kind of going back and forth. So I apologize ahead of time, guys. I'm not apologizing for shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, is, this is our podcast. Our podcast, damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Um, you know, the, the first movie opened up with the, uh, the Chris Pine Spider-Man yeah. from the earth, uh, 1610, uh, follow us here. So we're going to get real nerdy, it's guys, super weird. real grainy here. But this movie opens up actually with, on earth 65 with Gwen Stacy and how she's kind of dealing with life. And yeah. we get, we, we, we know through like, um, conversation, like in the first movie, how, you know, her her Peter Parker died and how she is uh, Gwen Stacy and everything. And yeah. but we don't know those details, right? Exactly what's going on, exactly what she's struggling through. Um, this Peter Parker is like a, a legit, like he is canon Peter Parker on Earth 65. He just never gets the spider bite. So he never gets the power. So he stays that way. So the question is this, he's being, he's like ridiculously smart mm-hmm. still, 
and has the ability to kind of turn into the lizard, which he does. Yeah. And Earth 65 and she ends up by accident killing her best friend. Yes. Like just opening up like that, man. Uh, it's, it's still the, the beautiful thing about that is that no matter what, and this is a thing with the Spider-Man people is like sacrifice is a big deal. Like, yeah. life and death sacrifices are a big deal in all of these universes all of these multiverses yep. all these stories man and she has to deal with that as well um and it kind of puts spider gwen spider woman yep. on the outs with her father who is the police captain uh captain stacy man uh played very very well uh, by my man and i shay wingham so just did a fantastic job as uh him, but I like how they opened that up, man. That was just very pi- pivotal. It kind of yeah. brings us into the world. Um, we also get her understanding and learning first before Miles knows anything um, about the multiverse. Yeah, it really, that like that whole beginning, the part whole is, team. Yeah, yeah, that whole beginning part is the like we're catching up on her story. Before we, because Miles really doesn't have a story in between the other movie and this point. There's not, yeah. Other than him just missing Gwen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, basically, it, right? you know, he's he's Spider Man, he's Brooklyn yeah. Spider Man, he's grew grew a, a, a little bit, right. but like the focus of these movies, man, I think is just like one world building, but two understanding like there's there's more anybody can be behind the mask. Yeah, that's why Stanley definitely put a full mask on, on Spider-Man mm-hmm. um, and focus on her was really pivotal. That's going to play big later on. Um, but then we get her with uh, going after an Italian Renaissance vulture. <laughs> Thought that was dope. And then uh, we finally get to see some cool, more spider people, man. The Miguel oh, O'Hara, yeah. Spider-Man 2099, and then Jessica Drew. Um, just fantastic additions to this here, right? Yes. Uh, Oscar Isaac as Miguel, Jessica Issa Rae as Jessica Drew, man, and like the voice acting, spot on. <laughs> Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara, man, you you, bro, you loved him and hated him at the same exact right. time. You thought this guy was a was a dick, right? But also was like, yo, he's the most badass Spider Man, right? Ever, man. Oh yeah, and you know Jessica Drew, she was pregnant. She's pregnant in in this movie. Um, you kind of felt that from um, Issa Rae, where she is motherly, right? She's mm-hmm. she's real like, let me watch over you. You're my let me be your men- mentor. Um, but they let her into the society of cool people who stop, you know, <laughs> anomalies and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, it was really fun seeing the different traits of all the different Spider Man. Like we have, we have a handful that we watch the whole movie. Yeah, um, and they all have their own personalities, their own skill set, their own look. Like the different dimensions is kind of like we saw in uh, Doctor Strange, where different dimension doesn't just mean it's people somewhere else. It's yeah. like a whole different visual. They use different the way that they drew these characters were not all of one. Yeah, thing, man. You could tell they were from all different places. And you really saw that when we talked about uh, Ben Riley, Spider Man, who fired from the nineties. We'll, I'll, I'll geek out on, <laughs> about that later, man. Go ahead and take us into uh, where we are currently at in this movie with Miles Morales, man. Um, basically, he is 
you know, when we start the movie, he's doing his neighborhood Spider-Man duties. I'm Spider-Man. Uh, he is um, Brooklyn, tri- baby. <laughs> he's uh, obviously very smart as well, yeah. and he's trying to go to his school, different schools, but he is trying to balance being Spider-Man and being a 15-year-old kid. Yeah. Uh, he's not doing very well with that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's definitely struggling. Um, and he finally kind of, kind of finally has that thought, like, I really got to figure this out. Yeah. Right? Because he's starting to hurt his family. He's starting to hurt his own, uh, his own path. And, but he finally kind of brings them together when Gwen, Gwen shows back up. Yeah. And then that's when he decides, hey, I'm going to go. This is what I want. I want her. Basically is what he kind of thinks. So, so like, I, 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 I like that, that you that brought looks. that up, man. Yeah. He's, let's just face it. He's in love with Gwen. Oh, yeah. He even says it like, we're the same. Yeah. You know, in all the ways that are important or, you know, special or whatever. Um, He's definitely going through it, man. He's a 15-year-old boy, and yeah. he's in love, and he can't connect with any other girl at his school or in his na- neighborhood. The only person that he has ever really connected with on an emotional level level was has been this Gwen Stacy from a different earth. Um, I I love that that's where we are with him, man. Like, yeah. is it puppy love? Oh, or, man, is some, the, or is there something more? You know what I mean? Man jumps universes to go find her. Yo, I mean, like, ain't no girl ever jumped universe yeah. for me. You know what I mean? That's, just, that's all I'm saying. I'm trying to get swept off my feet in a different dimension. Yeah. You know what I mean? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it kind of develops. I think she helps him develop into, like, from that 15-year-old boy in love to the Spider-Man who's going to protect his family and his, you know, not really his dimension because he doesn't really care. He just wants to protect his family. Yeah. Um, but he does grow up a little bit through this whole thing. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Like, I know he likes her and everything, but, like, is that going to flourish any more than just this kind of friendship they have? We don't really know that yet. We do not. Um, what we do know is that he's a sneaky little bastard. Um, <laughs> he's a spider. He's a, I'm a spider man. Um, but he also has a, like you said, a tumultuous uh, relationship with his parents. Yeah. I do love that Brian Tyree Henry and uh, Luna Lauren Velez are back as Jefferson Morales and Rio Morales as his parents. Uh, Brian uh, Jefferson Morales is uh, African American; his mom is Puerto Rican, uh, so that makes uh, Miles Morales Afro Latino, mm-hmm. Afro Rican. There's a lot of things that you can yeah. say. Um, probably a lot of it is racist, so I'm not going to continue. I'm pretty sure everything you said was a little racist. Probably so. Uh, yep. It's cool. Get, I'm here, dude. We're going to so. get canceled. <laughs> uh, we're both here, we're so both we're, here. we're it's okay. We're in the clear. Yeah, I think we're all right. Yeah, I think we're good. Whew, all right. <laughs> um, but we got Brian Terry Henry back, and uh, you know he's just uh, Miles Morales' dad, and he is disapproving of. What is he loves his son? 
thinks his son is like the smartest kid ever, but also disapproves and thinks he's also the dumbest kid on the planet. Understandably. Mm. Um, but once what he had never had. Yeah. His kid, right? And wants his kid on the right path, but also doesn't understand him. But at the same exact time, the, the Spider-Man story is as old as, you know, everything else. You can't really explain, like, you don't feel comfortable explaining that to your parents of this great power that you yeah. have. Um, one thing was like one example. He's like, yeah, you could tell him, like, I have two reactions. Like, oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> and then another one is like, You've been keeping this from us for a year? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good that was a good scene that made a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> but I also loved it when they were after they uh defeated the 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 villain at first. Um it was how he was he kind of like drops his voice when he's talking to uh <laughs> uh Officer Davis, yeah. Officer um, Mor- Morales in, in this uh universe, where he's just like you ever thought about talking to your son? Yeah. Like, talking, maybe let his wings fly, right? Like, what are you, what are you doing here, bro? <laughs> but it's just great yeah, because, yeah. like, you know, how often do we get to do that, right? Yeah. And be this large figure in the community, in the world, yeah. and your dad not know that he's talking to you, right? That, yeah. And you can have so much impact. Mind you, he failed at any impact because he didn't listen to him at all, right? Because yep. he's, he's a dumb kid when yep. he's behind the mask. Um, but I just love that d- dynamic between the two. Yeah. And then we have uh, Rio Mor- Morales, um, the mother and nurse. Uh, she is a lot more grounded than Jefferson. Right. And uh, she just does not want to see her son grow up. She's seeing him grow yeah. up way too fast. Um, she's a little bit more trusting than Jefferson of, yeah. of him, but also like... He was like 15 years old. Though. Yeah. It's, it's still pretty young. Yeah, of course, of course. Still very course. young to be like trying to move away and stuff. Of course. <laughs> that was uh, understandable. He was only a sophomore in high school. So yeah, yeah. He had some years. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I, I get it, you know, mom is definitely that more nurturing. She is a nurse for a reason in this story. Um, so she kind of has that aspect where she does not want to see her baby go, man. Oh, no. Nope, but, nope, nope. But that's that's his family. That's his life. That's where he's, he's grounded. Um, and he loves them, but he also feels the need to be Spider-Man. And that's yeah. understandable. Yep. Great power comes great responsibility, man. All right. Uh, we got your boy back, man. Oh, Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker slash Spider-Man. Talk to me. Um, one of my favorites out of this movie. Yeah. Another one. Um, you know, Jake just has a, just a cool voice, dude. It's always his voice, and you recognize it right off the bat. Yep. Um, but he also has a way of talking, like, like I don't know if it's his voice or the way he talks, but it's like a pretty soothing kind of, like, you want to listen to him, and you just want to be like, I get it, man. Yeah. I get it. I get what you're saying. Like, even when he, like, I understand why they brought him to the scene where he was, you know, where they basically were surrounding him. What is this, an intervention? Right? Yeah. Um, They brought you here to make this easier on me? And it's just like, yeah, yeah, like, they really did. (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't trying to hide nothing, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean this one, you know, he's he's carrying the baby around, which the baby was awesome as well. Baby was they very cute. They were both cute. pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you see him, you see him, 
a lot different than the one we saw in the last movie. Yeah. Now he's a dad. Now he's, you know, he's worried about his daughter and he's worried about his wife. Um, we see him go back home and he's basically, you know, I guess trying not to be part of the fight, but apparently he does take the baby out sometimes for chases and such. <laughs> and she loves it. Yeah. Uh, I really liked I, I like Jake Johnson's voice listening to him talk. And this was really a talking role for him. Like, there was a little bit of chasing, but it was more of a dialogue-driven role for this one. Yeah, I, I loved how he kind of came on the scene as well. Yep. And, and the... Um, Come on, man. He had me as a mentor. What do you expect? Like, yeah. that's just like, that's like, like, is it Jake Johnson, like, voice acting, or is it just Jake Johnson from New Girl? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, he's just natural with it, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I just watched uh, a couple days ago, um, you ever seen the movie Tag? He, he's in that as well. I highly recommend you watch Tag. I think it's on Hulu or, or something. Yeah, I watched the movie of his, too, that he filmed. Uh, I think it was called Leaf. Yeah. You watch Leaf? I did not yet. No, it has J.K. Simmons in it. We watched that together. No, did we? No, the movie no, where he called went, Leaf. No, what was it called? It's when whatever. Did we, we watch re- that together? We recorded it, bro. Did we? Yes. What oh, is wow. that movie called? I came. I thought it was called Leaf. Oh my god. No, you're right. It's um, Ride the yeah, Tiger. Yeah, J.K. Or yeah, it's not called <laughs> Ride, Ride the Tiger. The tiger. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. We did. That's right. See, you even said you didn't, but you saw it, you didn't know the name of it. Or I didn't know the name of it. I didn't say it right. It's definitely called Ride the Tiger, man. It was something weird like that. It's not called Ride the Tiger at all. No, I think it was something kind of weird, though. really going to annoy me now. But his name was Leaf in the movie, though, You're right, right. You're right. You're right. Am I tripping right now? No, that was that was a it while was, back. His name was Leaf. It was Ride the Eagle. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was Ride yeah, the Eagle, yeah. yeah. You said Ride the Tiger. You're close. <laughs> man, Tigers and that Eagles, sounds like eh? an acid trip is awesome. what it sounds yeah. like if you ride the Tiger. That's right. <laughs> That was a good flick too. Yeah, and you just He's always got some good stuff going on. Exactly, man. But he kind of brings that like laissez-faire kind of swag to him. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. it, just, it just works, and he brings that to the table. And it was the same way. Did you see the first um, Jurassic World movie? Yeah, right when he was in the control room. <laughs> same exact type type of swag, man. I really yeah, enjoy was, him. He was wearing the Jurassic Park shirt, wasn't he? Yeah, yes, he was. The, and the he tried school, to, the vintage one, and like the place was basically <laughs> coming down, and he tried to hit on a girl. And girl was like, "Oh no, this is not gonna." Yeah, yeah. like Kester was like, "Oh no, this is not gonna work." So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's jump to our uh, our our villain of the week. Oh boy. Um, I did not realize the entire time this was Jason Schwartzman. I was yeah. trying to pinpoint. You thought it was Ryan Reynolds, didn't you? I didn't. <laughs> You know, like, you know, it kind of gave me that vibe. Yeah. But, like, I was like, no, I would have definitely guessed it if it was like, it sounds like Ryan, but it's not Ryan. Yeah. Who the hell is this? So the entire time. It was just a little off from being Ryan Reynolds. Yes. But I couldn't figure it out either. It was also a little off from being Jason Schwartzman, though. Okay. At the same exact (laughs) time. Yeah. So I was really confused. I'm really good at, like, spotting who the voice actor is. Yeah. Um, We got a former scientist from Alchemex turned supervillain. Well, villain of the week at first uh, after an actor whose body is now covered by interdimensional portals that allows him to travel through space and different universes here. Um, Jason Portman plays uh, the Dr. Jonathan Ohm own and slash the spot. Um, I like this as a villain of Miles Morales. Yeah. Well, he gets a pretty extravagant character arc in this movie. 
in like the opening. Yeah. The opening. <laughs> how we're introduced to this character yeah. was just like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to see this guy in a, in a bodega. Well, he just kept coming back. <laughs> like he thought it was over. And every time he thought it was over, he would come back. So yeah, I wasn't, yeah, that's where I was lost. Like as to the trajectory of this character, like, yeah. You came back like three times. You, you left the movie, <laughs> came back. But he keeps on like, but he's also like figuring out his powers yeah. as we're going. Yeah. Right? As a uh, villain. That's why you, he kept on saying like villain of the week. You're basically a villain of the week. And you're, as a audience member who have seen comic book movies, superhero movies yeah. before, you're like, yeah, this guy is like, it's also really early in the movie. This guy can't be the villain. <laughs> this guy can't be. He's too, right. like, Double yeah, just a, just a dude. Just a dude. Yeah. With spots. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Spots. Spots. You know what I mean? Miles Morales is going to figure it out, and we're going to get on with the real villain, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he kept on leveling up. Yeah. As the boss sometimes do. Um, I liked Jason Schwartzman in this movie um, as this role because you felt, one, how pissed off he was. Yep. Not pissed off because, like, of obviously what happened to him, but pissed off because, like, Take me seriously, right? And Jason, Jason has a way to explain that. If you've ever seen the Fantastic Mr. Fox, I don't think so. Highly recommend. Okay, he plays a character in there as one of the young foxes, and nobody takes him seriously, mm. right? And his cousin comes, and his cousin's like this badass. Yeah, yeah. Um, same exact thing here, man. And until he has to like actually step up here, so you feel that with him, where it's like, yeah, I'm a super villain. Like we're we're alike. We're, we're opposites. I made you, you made me. Right. Um, treat me seriously. And that's all he really wants. And <clears throat> geeking out here a little bit, but typically Spider-Man kind of creates his own demons. He kind of creates his own villains. You're right. Um, if, uh, <laughs> that's kind of the, the superhero effect though, right? That's kind of the superhero I effect. Think, yeah. uh, Vision explains that. Yes. One of the movies. Yes. Um, it even like even in the Dark Knight, you know what I mean? Like, would the Joker actually have been there if it wasn't for Batman? Like, yeah. you know, we got a masked, winged, uh, horned creature. The only thing that can like the villains could do is get like crazy ass clown, right? Yeah. So it's got to have that di- that dichotomy there. Um, he so he basically created his own demons, mm-hmm. and he wanted to be taken seriously. He was not taken seriously, so he gets bigger, stronger, yeah. um, and better as a villain till the whole Spider-Verse society cannot take him down. I don't know of a good name for them. Um, it, I'm still workshopping it. What do you think? Oh. Spider-Verse society? Spider-League? The Spider-League. Right? I like the Spider-League. Spider-Avengers? They did they not they didn't actually have a name for it did they? It, it was they, just like the Society of Spider Man or something like that. The what they just kept saying the the Spider Justice uh, World. Um, I got. I, <laughs> I got, still feel like I you're got, making that nothing. up. You're still making that up, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm just still kind of throwing them at the, at the wall there. That's fine. I'm so horrible at it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, so Oscar Isaac is said to be the leader of the Spider Society. The Spider Society. Did I say that? Was that a thing I said? Give me points. Give, yes. me, give me points. Sure. Yeah. You don't remember, I, do you? I don't know. I don't know if you said that or not. Uh, 
but that's what it's called. That's what his description calls it. Okay. Deal. I can't remember from the movie either what it's called. <laughs> but Spider Society it is. Good deal. All right. Moving forward here. We have Issa Rae as Jessica Drew slash Spider Woman. Uh, Issa Rae, fantastic, hilarious, um, and just kind of brings, like we talked about earlier, uh, she's a badass who does ride a motorcycle. Yeah. Um <laughs> And she does not maintain a secret identity, but she is a mentor. She's motherly. She is pregnant. Yep. Um, and you definitely f- feel that here where she wants, you know, she wants Spider-Gwen to do, like, let herself be be great. Yeah. But also, she is tethered to the Spider-Society with Miguel, who is on a mission. Um. I feel that, man. I feel that. So she's kind of trapped between the two because you have this young girl, you have this young, you know, 15, 16-year-old girl who is trying to figure things out, and you have your boss, basically, who is like, this is why she should not come. She's going to mess it up. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. He he agrees anyway. You know, I thought there was going to be more in this movie where, like, hey, Jessica, this is your fault. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, When really it's kind of turned more on later on in the movie on Miles Morales and Gwen. So definitely un- understand Agreed. that, but Issa Rae did her, did her thing. All right. My two favorite Spider-Man in the movie are the next two. Okay. Um, Karen Sony as, uh, and I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize, uh, but it's uh, Pavter Pravkar. Uh, Spider-Man India, an Indian version yeah. of Spider-Man from an alternate universe, inhabitant from Mumbai, a portman of Mumbai in Manhattan, who obtained his powers through the magic instead of a spider bite. Um, this kid has swag. Yes, okay, first and foremost, man, kid had natural <laughs> swag, and I like that he yeah. used, um, you know, his Indian culture mm-hmm. in his outfit as well. Had the hair flowing, mm-hmm. dope. Yep, right. Like if I became a Spider Man, I let my drop my, my yeah. dreads just kind of yeah, flow I, out there. I love how he's like, and I get up, and then I don't have to work out because <laughs> I have these amazing abs already, <laughs> or whatever he says. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what he said, right? <laughs> don't do this in my hair. Just a little coconut yeah. oil. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Flip it back. So, um, no, just really cool, man. And it's basically the story of Peter Parker, New York. Yeah. Um, Earth One, whatever you want to call it, mm. um, but just we have, and I love it that they they didn't tell it, they didn't say it, but they did say it. As far as um, he's six months in, mm-hmm. so he's not at that Mary Jane level, right? He's at that Gwen Stacy level right now, and and, the, and his girl in that universe is the Gwen Stacy because Gwen Stacy's father is the captain, right? And he was the commissioner or whatever constable, whatever it was, um, in that. I, I do like that there's a lot of good um, exposition without, like, literally telling us where we're at with these characters, man. I thought that was right. really, really cool there. Yeah, it really shows you their their stories, no matter where they're at, are the same. They are. Right? They it's are. like the same thing happens to each one of them. It's almost like a rhyme, you know what I mean? Right. Like a poem where everything is going to uh, re- repeat itself. All right. Um, I also couldn't... 
uh, figure out who this voice was, and this pissed me off when I found out this was Daniel <laughs> Kaluuya, okay? Gotcha. Uh, Hobart, Hobie Brown as Spider-Punk, a black British punk rock version of Spider-Man from an alternate universe that is ruled by a totalitarian regime and uses guitar as his main weapon. Um, obviously, badass. Yeah, yeah. Just... Like when I thought this character, when I when I was looking at this character and like watching him on on screen and everything, my first thought was like, "This is Javi's favorite Spider-Man in the movie, no doubt." He he was super awesome. Yeah, he was super awesome. Uh, <laughs> his his look was like a uh, like punk rock magazines. Yeah, and and I love that it as he went through the movie. Like I don't know if you noticed, but like the colors changed. Yeah. All the different things changed about him, kind of depending on where he was at. Uh, but yeah, he came in just cool. Coolest dude, coolest dude in the society. As my man uh, Stuart Scott used to say, "Rest in peace." Uh, cooler than the other side of the pillow. Okay, <laughs> definitely did. <bro. laughs> but I was really mad when I got to the end of the movie, and I was like, got on Wikipedia and IMDb, and I was like, "Shit, that is Daniel Kaluuya." Yeah, oh, I should have got that, man. Um, but he was really cool. Uh, I I love the dichotomy because uh, him and Gwen are really good friends. Yeah, probably like as close to she still has a as an emotional connection to um, Miles. Miles, that's yeah. why she goes to see him. Yep. Uh, but she kind of fills that void with Hobie. Yeah. Um, but at the same exact time. When they're all three together, right? Miles is a little jealous. Yeah, yeah. Right? What do you mean you stay over there? Yeah. And Hobie's just super cool. He's super cool, right? He's like, like um, once he kind of does, you know, Miles does his thing when they're together, he's like, that was really cool, dude. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, they become, he become kind of a respect thing at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he's like, man, you look even cooler with your, with your, uh, your, mask. With your mask. Oh, how do you do that? <laughs> Always been cool, mate. <laughs> Just really fun, man. All right. Um, we got Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 29, 2099. Talk to me, brother. Uh, Oscar Isaac, he's got that. He's got that thing. Uh, even we don't get to see him. Yeah. We're just listening to his voice where you see him. You just visually see him. Yeah. You, you can in the feel, intensity. Yeah. You can feel his voice like. The way he's wanting to to get it across, he yeah. does a great job with the voice acting. Uh, but this um, this Spider Man, um, he's a ninja vampire. Which I know very little of. Oh, Spider Man twenty. I'm just reading on the on the wiki here. He's a ninja <laughs> vampire. All right, because we we see him like, uh, I guess he was gonna bite the vulture. Yeah. Like we see him, like take, I think they take his mask off, and then we see his fangs and all this stuff, yep. and then it doesn't happen. Yeah. That's the last time we really see that. I want to see more of that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I think there is there is a series for Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Oh, I read all, I read all about it last night. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I read all about it last it's night. It's not right? Oscar Isaac though. I, I, I assume. No. Yeah. Um. But. He was super awesome too. I mean, like you said, it with with it being this voice and really feeling this character, you really want to. Exp- I want to explore this this character more. I want a Spider Man twenty ninety nine movie <laughs> live action. Yeah, right. I would love to see that man. He his 
he's different yeah. than all the other. He even says that, like, I'm, I'm a lot different than the, the, the yeah. rest of them, where um, that is to be explored, man. He's probably the most out there type Spider-Man yeah. in the, the multiverse. Um other than like Spider Pig or whatever, but you know, maybe they should team up. Which, which is one of my favorites as well. <laughs> <laughs> was it, it was like uh Pete was it Peter Porker? Peter Porker, yeah. <laughs> he was there at the end. He was there at the end. <laughs> yes. Um but yeah, no Oscar Isaac did his thing, man. But he's the one who is dead set on making sure that these um events yep. happen or don't don't happen. You know what I mean? Um, and that was just really, I just, you just felt Oscar. I, he's just such a fantastic actor and he brought it in this movie. Um, and he was relentless. Yeah. Uh, Miguel O'Hara as Spider-Man 29 is a badass and he's relentless and does whatever he needs to do to get the job done. Um, but this is Miles Morales' story, ladies and yep. gentlemen. He's about to do his own thing. He literally says that. I thought that was dope. And then, like, does his, like, venom punch thing on him. Just absolute yeah. fire. And you also see that the only person that really can get through to him, too, is the is Jessica Drew. Yeah. Like, we, we see her when they bring on Gwen, like, hey, man, we need to do this. That's his number two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... and I mean, he does kind of just not listen to her after a while, but, you know. Whatever. Peter B. tries. Yeah. P- Peter B. Yeah, definitely yeah. tries. It's like, man, just hold the baby, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, I love how stoic Miguel is the entire yeah. thing. He's just, like, holding the baby. Just, yeah. Here, here you go, whatever, man. Um, No, but uh, f- fantastic here. <laughs> All right, so just a uh, few others here I just want to talk about. Uh, earlier we talked about uh, George Stacy, uh, Shay Wingham, the father, police captain, hunting Spider Woman on Earth sixty five. He did a fantastic job. Um, Greta Lee as Lila Miguel and Spider Society's AI assistant. She was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to do it, man. Andy Samberg as Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider, a genetic clone of Spider Man from an alternate universe, member of the Miguel Spider Society. One like. I am, I am a humongous fan of Scarlet Spider. Ben Riley was like that guy, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you love Spider Man. You love Peter Parker, right? But when they created Scarlet Spider in the '90s, and he had that '90s comic book look. Yeah. Did you see that? The difference between them? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I started geeking out, man. Like just how like dramatic he was the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> That's straight pulled from the comics, bro. Because that was like. Everybody loved him for being so dramatic yeah. and and being just so like down on himself more than Peter Parker ever yeah. was. We but, see him like hugging up on a wall or something. <laughs> right? We yeah, first yeah. meet meet yeah. him, right? Um, but we also, <laughs> you know, and that's how we that's how he was in the nineties, and that was like one of the biggest, you know, greatest attributes about him why people loved him, but also why people hated him. Yeah, because it was like, dude, okay, it's supposed to be a Spider Man character. Like we had Spider Man characters before, like. Why the hell is he so serious? Why the hell is he just so melancholy all the time? And you get Andy Samberg and he just kills it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just kills it the entire time. I really loved uh, him in, in this character. and he His exposition through everything that he does straight out of the comics. <laughs> um, Let's talk for a second, man. Um, 
about this, okay? What's up? The you remember the first one? Um and it was just so beautiful. Yeah. So rich in color. It was so like in you were so enthralled and you were just in caps you're just in the movie. I felt like literally every scene was a comic book come to life. Um, you know, we we watched <clears throat> Watchmen, the movie, and that's like a live action comic book come to life. We've even seen live action movies where they have little thought bubbles or things at the bottom here. Yeah. This takes it another step forward. Even from the, the first movie, man. The the cinematography, the 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 camera work, the everything that is done in this movie, man, they just like up it tenfold. Yeah, and then making all the characters work together from different variations of the dimensions, right? Exactly. You got, you got all these different colors, the different textures, and they managed to bring them together and it makes sense. Yeah. You know, even with like Hobie kind of being kind of the, the one that was like the most different. Yeah. Right. He always had like these weird blocks around him and rectangles and stuff. He was never cut out like as a person. Yeah. He always had a background for himself. And just making that guy fit next to, you know, Gwen Stacy or, or Miguel, all those guys, uh, made for a really good visual. Even the, um, uh, you know, the, the little 1966 Spider-Man or whatever yeah. they had there, like, he had his own, 1967, he had his own look and feel. Yeah, and yeah. he was like five foot tall. He was really <laughs> tiny. <laughs> He was so much shorter than everybody else. He was really tiny, man. He tried, though. He, he tried. He definitely tried. But, like, yeah. I, one of my favorite things, obviously, the the, the lived-in worlds of Brooklyn was, was dope. Um, Bumbahattan was really, really cool yeah. to, to look at. Um, we even got the, the, the Lego. <laughs> Not the Lego. Was it, was it Lego? It was Lego, it was, yeah. That was cute, Yeah, man. that was a Lego scene. <laughs> was, that, uh, was that your boy, JK, behind us? <laughs> Because it sounded like him. Oh, that was, um, I heard his voice. Yeah, definitely. Unless it was like archived footage or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it could have just been reused vocal. <laughs> but <laughs> that was really cool, man. Yeah. Um, this, though. When Gwen is talking to her dad, I think that is the best use of like colors and imagery and everything. Yeah. Like the first time was great but that second time kicking these cameras kicking the cameras all kicking right the, oh my gosh okay we're gonna stay okay. it's my i'm gonna put my foot away from the from the thing it's good now it's all good. right we're steady guys we're my legs back. my legs must be growing finally hey man about time bro <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of your 36th yeah, yeah. year young man i'm so proud of you probably hitting my my growth spurt hobby <laughs> i'm about to be a real boy <laughs> about to be the real spider-man uh, um, got him on the wall too, bro. Yeah, yeah, he's over there hanging out. Um, but that second time, right before she goes into uh, back to Miles Morales's Earth, um, there was distance between them, and there was that uh father daughter, but there was that 
hate between the two. Yeah. And that changed real quick. And, like, the colors followed them. Yeah, and it kind of, like, um, drowned out the wall, oh, right? Dude, it was it so was, cool. Yeah. yeah. It was, like, it was like flowing down the walls, like, as her emotions were changing. Yeah. It was changing colors and, like, really blurring out everything but them two. Yeah. Right? It was kind of, I guess it was kind of to show that they're the two in that conversation and nothing else outside of that really mattered, which, uh. And then, like, noticed and looked awesome. Yes, and then when they, when like they hugged, it brightened up, man. Yeah, you know, it was just them two, and the whole background was just like this bright, beautiful portrait. Yeah. Where like, yeah, he knows he probably shouldn't have pulled a gun on his daughter <laughs> a couple months ago. Yeah, um, but he did it because he's a cop, and that's his duty. Um, and he's changed. Yeah, and she's more understanding of her father now and I think her father's more understanding of, of her. Um and I just love those those moments, man. Um that was the most beautiful scene in the movie to me. Like right. it's visually stunning. Uh I also want to talk about man, we, we we come back to this movie and I love the opening for Gwen and she's, you know, rocking out with the drums yeah. and everything. But like how we open this movie with Miles Morales, man, is some some rock him Brooklyn born yeah. music, bro. I was just like, yo, they're bugging to start a movie like this, man. This is this is New York. This is Brooklyn right here. And you get some rock him out here, bro. Yeah. I thought that was the dopest thing ever, man. The music was just fire throughout. Um even in like the small moments you felt you felt it the entire movie is uh all the the music was done by Metro Boomin there's a couple of tracks that was already like produced like yeah. the rock him joint and everything but uh Metro Boomin did all the creative m- music but also that was accompanied with the score which was really fires up by Daniel Pemberton um these movies and music bro do not miss yeah Right, it's they they accompany each other so well, and being a kid from Brooklyn, you got to have that that hip hop yeah. man, and he <laughs> definitely get that man. I oh, really yeah. do appreciate that. All right, man. Um, let's talk about themes. This movie kind of expounds upon the first movie as far as, um, you know, anybody can be behind the mask, and I love that. Yeah. We open that world up a lot more. Um, everybody, go catch Spider Man. Yeah, you. Yeah, like that scene. The scene yeah. was dope. I might, I might go watch No Way Home, right? Just to see that scene live action between the three, yeah. right? <laughs> um, but it also expands upon like, uh, you know, anyone can be behind the mask, but also like living your truth as well. Right. right. And that's what Miles is trying to do. Miles is trying to do his thing and there's people standing in his way. Uh his parents are standing standing in his way, rightfully so, because he's a fifteen year old kid. Understandable. But also like mom and dad don't want him to go to um New Jersey, right? Right. To go to whatever school is that Princeton. Um so that's standing in his way, right? Um Miguel O'Hara and the, and the the Justice Society of Spider Men mm. and women are also standing in his way. Yeah. Um. When he just wants to go back and save his dad, 
uh, let him do his own thing, man. That's kind of what this movie is about. And where this movie ends up, you're almost like, what are we in, in for next? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty good at like pinpointing what's happening mm-hmm. in movies. I knew when we saw his uncle that something was that he was not on his earth. Gotcha. Um, but I didn't see that coming. Like when he's talking yeah, to his mom yeah. or whatever, I'm like, what, what do you mean his hair? What, 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 what are we talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, who Spider-Man like what, like what's going on? Cause I think Gwen's right outside the entire time, man. Yeah. One of the biggest twists that I've seen in a very long time. Highly, highly loved it, man. <laughs> Lo- loved it there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a good twist ending, man. And the theme for this is just being your own person and just coming up and doing doing you. Yeah, I think that's the thing because Gwen's trying to do, do her, herself; he's trying to do it as well. But also at the same exact time, um, the spot trying to do his thing. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's just just trying to be better. Just trying to be better. Yeah. And whatever villainy, superhero, that's, family man, um, to- Toby daughter, Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker. Trying to be better. The original, man. Yep. OG, man. I'm trying to get this pizza. We get to see him in the movie, too. It's pretty awesome. Bro, can we talk about that for a second, man? (laughs) I mean, get off track there, but... No, man. It just kind of led that way. No, I mean, I was going to bring that up right after the theme, but let's just run right into it anyway, man. Like, we get so many moments in this movie in the Spider Society Mm -hmm. Hall of Nuevo New York, Nuevo New York, whatever. Yeah. Um... One, what the hell have we seen? Childish Gambino <laughs> as the Prowler, yes. right? That was so like that was so left field. I totally forgot. I just watched and, Homecoming and, and you, forgot about it. And you know something I was thinking, like, and then we see him is as we're going through the movie. I'm like, you know, they're traveling to different multi- different universes. How, how does a, like a, a human look in this universe? Well, we now know, like Childish Gambino, apparently. <laughs> Just sitting he there, like with his yeah, yeah. and everything. Um, so you, you literally just look like you look like in your dimension. Yeah, yeah. But even the flashbacks to uh, all the Spider Man. We also even get like Spider Man from the Marvel game that came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah. Right. We get so many different variations. We get the Toby. We get. Uh, did we get Holland? I don't remember seeing. I don't, Holland. I don't I, we saw seeing, Garfield. Saw Garfield. I don't remember seeing Holland in that one. Saw saw old uh, Sea Biscuit guy and the rights um, to Holland <laughs> didn't didn't secure those yeah. in time from old Disney. Uh, understandable, uh, <laughs> but no. Nah, but so so instead of Holland, we got Childish Gambino. Yeah. So Donald Glover. So no, nah, really really dope, man. All right, James, so that's our conversation about Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. JV, talk to me, man. What are your thoughts and ratings about this movie here? Uh, I really enjoyed the first one. Did you like the first one? I love the first first one. Yeah, it was good. The first one was very, I didn't, I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. Yeah, yeah. The first one, I shed a tear. Oh, okay. One tear, though. G, man. Hello, that joke's never gonna. <laughs> 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 
you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not, you get the second one. The one, first one's already out. The second one needs to get back in there. Uh, I enjoyed the first one, and I love how we we pick up, but we very quickly go through the kind of the recap. Yeah. Right, real quick recap. And we didn't even talk that much about it. It's just just moving on. Uh, you know, we saw the different characters all over the place. Everything looked beautiful. Um, enjoyed seeing, once again, all these Spider-Men working together. Pretty awesome. Um, this one had a four out of five buckets for me this week. Uh, enjoyed the music and, you know, all these actors, these vo- you know, voice acting. Just just where it needed to be, man. Yeah. That's great. What about you, man? All right, man. So, the, the like I said, the first one, I I got e- emotional and shed a, shed a single <laughs> tear. Um. <laughs> I, and I, I just wasn't expecting that movie. I wasn't expecting it to be so well written, man. I literally thought they were making a movie for kids. Gotcha. And that was that. You, you know, know I mean? it was a, just a, another part of the multiverse. I had no clue. Yeah. Um, I love how they mentioned Doctor Strange. Yes. <laughs> and they do mention that other little kid, right? <laughs> they do mention... I'm Holland, but not very specifically. <laughs> yes. Anyways, they couldn't Sorry. get the rights. Couldn't get the rights, man. <laughs> um, but for this one, man, uh, it was a it was a tighter script, um, and you really felt the struggles that Gwen Miles uh, were definitely going through, man. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that, right? I, I don't want to just see a superhero. Uh, just kind of go in there and save the day and never have any issues, right? Yeah. That was always the hang-up with uh, Superman, right? Like, oh, gotcha. he, has no- he has nothing ever going on, right? That's why people <laughs> flock to Batman more because he's at least, you know, an emotional human yeah. being. That ghost has been going th- through stuff here, right? Yeah. Um, Spider-Man is the same exact way like Spider-Man, like, uh, like Batman. You go through things... Um, as a human for us to re- relate. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love seeing on, on screen. I love seeing the representation. I love seeing the world building and the expanding, but also bringing back uh, Peter B. Yeah. Um, and like his parents and everything. I thought that was really, really dope. The visuals were out, out, outstanding. The story was phenomenal. Um, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, man. Uh, this is a five bucket of popcorn movie, man. I will say say this, man. When she go, when Gwen gets the the watch thingy from her dad, and she goes, "Don't sleep on that part." Yeah. Okay. You fall asleep, you'll miss it. It's quick, <laughs> um, because a lot happens in a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, where it's setting up for the next one. The next one. Yeah titled Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Man. Yeah. So don't sleep on that part, man, because it, it comes at you really, really qu- quickly there. Also, the portal it made, really dope. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I love how she also took out Ben Riley. That was awesome. Yeah. I'm in the alley. I'm now I'm in the alley. What's happening in the alley? There's some weird noises. Yeah. And then she kicks his ass. <laughs> some weird noises. Really dope.
Alright team, thank you for subscribing to this week's episode talking through Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Next week, we will be discussing Transformers Rise of the Beast. Catch that in the theater near you. Like always, I'm Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I'm Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Like always, keep watching. I got no funny quips. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I know you were waiting for something. You were waiting for something. I wasn't sure where it was going.